Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Sounds like uh, some good things happening in your neck of the woods. Oh, my goodness. So we're cutting this on a Monday. We don't normally cut podcasts on a Monday. We usually cut them on a Thursday. But in about three hours, I'm hopping in the car, headed to Fargo, North Dakota, don't you know? Yeah. Why? Well, so my son won. Well, that's irrelevant. He got a time that allowed him to swim in what's called a futures event. It's a national event and in swimming and in the 100 freestyle. Why is it called futures? So I don't know the brand, but it's there's Olympic trials, there's na- junior nationals, and then there's futures, all under USA Swimming. So he's a rising junior. And this was a this was a very important cut for him. Junior is college. He's or going just... into junior. His junior uh, year in high school. Rising. Got junior. it. Yeah. Makes so sense. he's he's yeah. I don't know. He's going to be a junior. Okay. Just whatever. So we got that cut. He got that cut over the weekend, literally Friday night, and that put him into a meet in Fargo this coming week. So we're hopping in the car, all the family. It's exciting. It. I mean, he's been trying to get this. He's been working towards it. For those parents out there that have athletic children or kids involved in anything for that matter, it is obviously, as you know, just another level of excitement when your kid excels at something or tries to set a goal or sets a goal and achieves it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it just it was amazing. Amazing. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go through our housekeeping. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. What's going on in your household? Nothing. Any updates? I caught an episode about great. the sprinkles. I chuckled. I was re-listening to the our past episodes, and I got nice. the whole sprinkle rundown. Okay. It was fun. Pancakes cool. and sprinkles. Saturdays. Saturdays and at the Sundays. Zool, kind of goes over to Sundays because you have leftover pancakes always. Oh, ah, very nice. Always make enough for leftovers. Yeah. Hey, DIY Money sponsored by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E Financial. Visit us on the web, jewelfinancial.com. Learn more about our wealth development program. If you have something unique that may need a financial advisor or if you're in the demographic out there that's uh, approaching retirement, I mean, I, I think we you know reach a lot of people. And so if you're looking for an advisor, we work with folks all over the United States. Again, you can learn more about our firm on Jewel on the web, jewelfinancial.com. I'm also going to start to promote. I don't know if we're entirely ready for this, but you can check out our social at DIY Money Podcast, all the social things, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm just going to say it's coming. And by the time this airs, it might be there. So all check right. us out. Check out our website, DIYMoney.org. Good blog content on there. A lot of fun stuff. And the DIY Tribe and Facebook. If you're still on the Facebook. What else? Threads. Threads. We're not doing threads yet. We need questions. Send those questions in, especially you DIY Money Juniors. You're going back to school. You got school questions. Come on. Especially you those going off to college. How about budgeting for the first time? You're going off to college. Send us those questions at podcast. Uh, DIY, what is it? Podcast at DIYMoney.org? Yeah, that's what it is. Audio file to podcast at DIYMoney.org. In fact, we got a kind of a college slash educational question today from Kelly 
What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, guys. This is Kelly. I want to say that I really enjoy your show. I think you provide great information, and I love the format. I have a question today about how to fund kids' college. My husband and I are both approaching age 50, and we have three kids headed to college, ages 18, 16, and 15. My question is whether we should consider stopping our 401k contributions above the company match amounts in order to repurpose that money for tuition payments. A little bit about our current situation. We have about $1.4 million saved between our current 401ks or other rollover IRAs. All of that money is traditional pre-tax dollars. We have another 300k after tax that is either in an investment account or CDs. Unfortunately, we don't have any money in Roth IRA or 529 plans. Probably we made some bad decisions along the way. Unfortunately, we can't change history at this point. We are high earners right now, but barely. So we are in that situation where we likely won't receive any financial aid, but don't have the disposable income to cover college without hitting our savings. We don't have any debt other than our home, where we owe about 300k, while we have about 400k of equity in the house, we have no plans to sell or downsize anytime soon. So looking for any advice that you might have on how to protect the money that we have saved while still helping the kids with college. Thanks so much, guys. Okay, Kelly, great question. First of all, I I think, I, I know you didn't do this, but I just heard hints of this. Don't beat yourself up. I mean, you, you have a phenomenal situation. You've saved almost two million bucks, uh, basically have little to no debt, sizable equity in your home. All three kids are going off to college. I mean, win, you know, winning. So, you know, I think you've done a really, really good job. I, I'll i let Daniel speak to some more of the particulars. I'm going to kind of hit on the qualitative side for both you and younger families. So if you're out there listening and you have younger kids and you might be thinking about this, is this a priority? What I mean by that is, yes, you called in or you sent us a question. You're thinking about how to help them. But those three kids have been in your house for 18 years. So this isn't the first time you thought about saving for college. And what I mean by that is it's okay to let a child figure it out. I mean, my first year... My mother had some leftover funds from an inheritance that paid for my freshman year at the University of Kentucky. My sophomore, junior, and senior year, I worked full-time. Now, tuition prices were not where they are today, and after a year, I was able to actually apply and get in-state tuition. But there's a lot of ways to get around this. Logan had academic scholarship, plus he was an RA. He had his room and his board covered through RA and, and basically graduated with no debt and still had money in a 529 that his parents had put aside. I know plenty of people who worked their way to school through school. I know people who went ROTC. I mean, there's a lot of options out there for your child to, to bear this or most of or all of this responsibility. That said, if you are just sort of in the camp of going, no, no, we really want to provide this for them. It's similar to when someone says, hey, we want to be mortgage-free. And you look and they got a 3% mortgage and they're getting you know, 5% in a treasury 
And you could easily make a math argument and say, why would you do that? But you know what? That's their priority. So they want to be debt-free, and they should pay it off. Like, there's certain things, priorities trump math. And so that's okay. I think in this situation, A, is a priority, and then B, maybe realigning your overall goals and a plan so that you can still make sure your retirement is on track while helping the kids enter the CFP, what say you, Daniel? I would be curious what the 300000 in taxable monies were earmarked for, like what the purpose was, if that was for retirement or just general savings, stuff like that. Because it seems like that would be a logical place to pull out uh, some potential um, college savings. It might not be in a 529 or whatever, but I mean, it's there and it's accessible. So I would probably run a financial plan. I would look at how much is already saved for retirement, what's projected to be needed for retirement, what the retirement saving rate needs to be for these next 10 or so years versus what it is now. And then that would kind of let us back into, okay, how much, you know, if we're going to lower that, how much can we lower it? And then how much of that 300000 is available to use uh, for this particular goal? Because it's, it's there for a goal. Uh, so I don't know if there's big repairs that need to be done in the house or if there's other big ambitions or goals in life that are competing with this education goal. But I would explore that and then take it from there. So it sounds like get a plan. I mean, if I if they were sitting, if these folks were in our office across the table, we would we would prioritize. I mean, they're not going to sacrifice their future retirement, I don't think. Well, we would model that. Like, we could model, okay, so you say you want to retire at 62, but if you pay for your education, it's going to be 68. Right. How do you feel about that? That's right. So, so I mean, you could sacrifice would, parts of it. We would figure out the math behind, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, there's $1.4 in in uh, retirement accounts, so we don't use this rule of thumb when planning, but let's use the rule of thumb, 4%. That's $56,000 in retirement income in today's dollars. They said high earners, so we're let's assume that that's... Uh, close to the $3,000 per person level for Social Security at full retirement age of 67. So if they worked till age 67 and didn't contribute any more to their retirement accounts, obviously, so. you know, fine print, fine print, fine print. <laughs> in today's dollars, that's $10,000 pre-tax, obviously, but uh, in uh, retirement income. So... With no debt, theoretically, if they were to pay that house. By then, yeah. So I'm not making light of it, but I think looking, you know, that's kind of the scenario we would start with and go, okay, what lifestyle are you used to? What do you actually need in retirement? Because for them, it might be actually, oh, we need 15000 per month of retirement. So we can look at that and, and see what that looks like. But I mean, it just seems like there's options here. So we really have to lay that out on the table and then look at the competing priorities. All planning is, it's just like, I mean, we use the workout and dieting analogy and stuff like that all the time. It's just competing priorities. I mean, I would love to eat ice cream after every meal, mm. but I have the priority of not looking like I eat ice cream after every meal. So therefore, I choose which competing priority I want to lean into. I ate a Culver's cheeseburger and fries on the way home last night. It was like 8 o'clock, and we were leaving this long meet after four days. Mm-hmm. My kids were like, they always love getting cheeseburgers on the way home. And I mean, I fell I face planted. Yeah. And I felt like garbage the whole way home. It was awful. I'll make you feel as if you're eating the first cheeseburger you ever ate. American cheese is the best cheese for a cheeseburger because it melts without splitting. Terrible. Cheeseburgers are great, but they're Spinach not the nutritious morning. food that you're used to. Kelly, this or any goal 
needs to be aligned with the overall big picture. I'm not trying to bunt on this, but it's it's a matter, as Daniel said, of aligning the priorities. So if if you and your husband are like, nope, we had our school paid for, we are going to do this. Well, then you've got that money, that 300000 I'm not so sure what the advantage would be unless the plan called for it of reducing the retirement savings down uh, to the match and then maybe offsetting that. I mean, again, where are they going? Are they going in-state, out-of-state? So there's a lot of holes here. But what I wanted to do, the reason I use this question, instead of writing you back and saying, hey, fill in some of these blanks, let's, let's really dive into this, I wanted to share with people is, is this a priority? If it is, then it's got to go into the overall calculation. Whether you're in your 50s or whether you're in your 30s and just having kids, whatever it is, it's got to go into the calculation. If it's not, and I know many people it's not, because they did, you know, they put themselves through school and they say, no, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get loans. They're going to work. They're going to get scholarships. They're going to go to a school that gives them you know, academics or athletic or all the above or whatever. Or they're not going to go to school. They're just not right at this stage. They're going to go to a trade school. They're going to go to you know, something else. They're going to join the military. You know, all of those are part of, of a life decision, both yours and, and your kids. I will say this. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast recently. I had a really good conversation with both our, our boys, our older boys, that are more than likely going to be college-bound. And my older one, specifically, I said, you know, we've been putting this money in this custodial account for you for from day one. And he's like, yep. And, I, and we talked about it. And it's now it, it's 16 years old. It's fairly sizable. And I said, that money becomes yours at 18. I said, if you get a academic athletic scholarship, that money's still yours. It can be, you know, there to help you buy a car or put down on a house someday or start a business, travel the world, whatever. So just know that as you're looking at schools, as you're looking at colleges, and he got it. It wasn't a flippant like, oh, yeah. I mean, when I told him the dollar amount, shared with him where it was, he got it. He immediately turned it on in his brain and said, oh, man, if I get school paid for, then I have that resource to to use in different areas. Now, whether he uses that wisely you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But nonetheless, it was a good discussion to have. Anything else to add, Daniel? I think that covers it. Kelly, thanks so much. We'll uh, send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Hopefully you found some value in that. Uh, You know, again, a little broad, but hopefully you did. And if you want to dive deep into all the intricacies, find yourself a good advisor in your neck of the woods. They certainly can, can help you do that. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. One cheeseburger, one Pepsi, one cheese. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, 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 four Pepsi, two cheese. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed. Thank you.